0: Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Dave Slipka. We're going to talk about then and now, ProSet, the card company. You, if you're young, you may have just heard about it, but that, an amazing, innovative company. Uh, many of those innovations still uh, reverberate in our hobby today. But first, thanks to our sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, COMC.com, COMC, where you can sell your cards and people can see the scan of the exact card out in Seattle, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards in Colorado, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Heritage Auctions, Panini, Tops and Upper Deck. Great sponsors. Hope you'll patronize them, tell them you well tell me like the show. If if you like the show, if you don't like the show, tell me. So, thanks Dave, for being here. We're going to talk thanks, about sure. Pro Set. It takes us back uh 20 more than 25, 30 years ago about
1: 30, My, 80,
0: 1989 yeah, 89. And you were you were?
1: Did you start a company in ninety one? Ninety one. Yeah. So eighty nine, uh, ProSet just jumped out. Unbelievable. They launched it's, at the National in nineteen eighty nine in Chicago, which happened. And you're a Chicago my guy. My yeah, first, first kind of... was that was, I believe, my first national.
0: And that was football. Yes. Even though you're a hockey guy, but yeah, you, you know, but football.
1: Right. But to have but a football
0: s- was their key key license. That
1: was their that was their sweet su- apparently their sweet deal for for a while. It was, and they came out as the first officially official. Card product of the NA, of the NFL, NFL, which was was groundbreaking in color photos. Well, it gave from- them access to all the photo library, right?
0: It actually, I mean, that that, and, but not that they were known for their photos, but it was just, and it wasn't uh, extremely high quality card stock or anything like
1: that. But it was better than. But tops. it was better, yeah. and they had color photos front and back so again 89 we're were just a little bit after upper deck baseball coming out right so they were right up they were again they were taking as upper deck took baseball to a new level right they were taking football to a new level
0: by having
1: a huge set by having a a living set with multiple multiple series variations color front and back uh better card stock you don't look at it as better card stock now but back then that was that was a quality card right uh, that the plastic packs that were right. in, not wax, so you, you didn't get a, a right. damaged card on yeah, the back.
0: Yeah. What um, and did they? Well, let's see. Okay, so so we've said you know one of the ways we, we met at the Pro Set Hockey Tour. So they were they were doing shows or tours or yeah, when, they, they when were they, just they really brought marketing uh, to the forefront for card companies. Cause otherwise they couldn't do their jillions of,
1: of cases. In 1990, when they, when they launched, yeah. uh, hockey, yeah. they, they went all out same, right. same way is they, they sponsored a pro set hockey tour, right. which was basically some shows in Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis, and in, in the, in the big markets yeah. for hockey. And they, they would basically put on the show, have autograph guests, uh, right. um, and, and put out information on, on their products.
0: Why? Uh, well, uh, collectors and our friends and listeners, you know, why, it was since they were going so strong, what happened? I mean, they did football and hockey. They got in and they were just, they were just doing great. They did golf. They did NASCAR. So, I mean, they couldn't get into baseball and basketball, I guess. But, but I think they were put printing a lot of football they and tried. a lot of hockey too because it's still around. Touched on non-sports. So, and it was so had it was it wasn't sold through. It was sold from them but I guess it wasn't opened. It was stored. Right. That was speculated d- on.
1: That goes to the days where they didn't just make a product and then move on to the next product. They made the product, yeah. and then as orders come in, they print more, and as orders come in, they print yeah. more. They cut making well, more. So as you touched on the living set concept, yeah. they basically had what three and a half series or three series in the first year of football. Right. Which was... But re- they
0: uh, very quickly, didn't they have their own printing company?
1: Their they own printing press. I believe that that's where they originated from, is that they had uh, a relationship with Great Western, Okay. here in the Dallas area great Western okay. press and I, I think Ludd had that connection I I think Maybe, that's yeah. what helped him really get the deal was that relationship okay. well p- producing the cards at least back in those days wasn't that hard I
0: don't think I mean it just the cards weren't as complicated as they are now so clearly he's knocking on the door of NFL uh and saying what's it going to take and he had uh, uh at some point strong relationships with the head the, the 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 presidents or executive directors or uh or CEOs of of of, of, uh, of those uh entities and so he gets his license, uh, and I think Upper Deck paid, I mean, I think some of these guarantees that the card companies pay, um, th- those kind of relationships of people coming in and buying their way in is what is up the ante. And so right. uh, Lud found a way to, 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 to jump in. And then he started printing and started printing and printing and printing. And so, um,
1: but you wouldn't think he'd be bankrupt in uh, just a, a few short years later. I think the your first led into the second is yeah. that the printing and the printing and the printing, he really leveraged the errors and varieties and right. they made changes on the run and, in in a, probably in a, in an intention to get the product right, he was also creating some crazy demand for all the different variations. So right. uh, errors back then was a whole lot different. That'd be like, you know, parallels now in in a sense that people were chasing well, those. Uh, like a dynamic element of, yeah. of, of, uh, you know, if you,
0: if you're not an expert or, and again, it, it's in some sense helped us with the price guide and cataloging that, you know, you couldn't just open up your pack and know what you had. You had to know whether this was an early or late pack, whether it have right. corrections or variations
1: or something like you had was to it know a what the small trademark, the large trademark, yeah, uh, small print, yellow print. And, um, it, it really kind of ran its course really fast just when it came to the overproduction. They came out with a series, I believe in 92, 93 called ProSet Platinum. That was really right. supposed to be a premium product, limited release, yeah. high demand, and really the production far outweighed what was promised. Yeah. And there's no actual numbers known, but it was way too easy to find versus what they really sold it as. So I think the hobby got kind of scared off there. And as demand kind of continued to wane, the dealer started to lose trust in right. what, what you know, is this just going to be unlimited printing on everything that comes out? Well, uh,
0: you know, it takes, there's a, a, a series of books called The E-Myth, and it talks about the entrepreneurial uh, aspects of the types of personalities and skill sets that, that uh, help companies uh, grow from scratch. And Lud Denny was definitely a promoter. You know, he was the founder and I suppose principal owner of, of the company. I'm not sure what the ownership structure was. I know he hired good people, and they had a couple hundred people, and we were, we were just down the street from them, and and yet we didn't really fraternize that much, but... Uh, but, uh, sometimes companies can, can, uh, coalesce around the image of the, of the founder or the, or the boss. And his company was, uh, like I say, I think he hired some really good people, some of whom are still in the, in the industry, but he was probably, you know, older than me, not a whole lot older than me, but not, but, uh, a little bit older than me, but we, we had a respectful relationship. He, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not an easy sell <laughs> for, for what he was selling or even giving away. And yet, uh. We really benefited from his promotion. You know, he was, but it, it turned out to be a lost leader to where he <laughs> never, that he never recovered from. But I mean, he put football on the map. That just was amazing. I mean, football was was a, a, a sleepy, uh, not very, a very dynamic, uh, uh, and and now football is is just and and he he made it come alive. He made he he made it. I mean, there there were pro
1: set cards everywhere. They were in the gas they stations. were. They were. <laughs> And that's something that was also unique to the business is that yeah. he brought a upfront personality yeah. to, from a company that tops. You didn't know who was leading. You didn't right. know what Arthur Soren looked like. You right. didn't know what Cyberger looked like for, mo- for most people. Yeah. And he was out front and you knew who that was. I mean, he was, he was a figure.
0: He had and a he, swagger that's for sure. Yeah. And, and he's were, passed away. So we're talking about somebody that's not around anymore. He passed away 10 years ago or so. And, and, uh, but he'd been out of the hobby. I mean, it's hard when you've, he really, he really, um, he i think he was all in he was all in he gave it all he had and he had a great ride he had he got fabulous publicity before things turned of of how he was just a, an amazing entrepreneur and and it does take a lot to take a company from uh, he he went from 0 to 100 million in sales in a year maybe i don't know year and a half
1: exactly he just, just, there was no ramp up there was like just, 0 to 60 in 1989, and yeah. by 1990, you know ProSet was a product that you, yeah, was, you had was, to have. Right. And then you know Score entered the scene, Upper Deck entered the scene, and it instantly became well, it became a category, it became right. a category. And right.
0: football was very legit at that point with with multiple and and you know it helps that uh well. I mean, there's a new crop of rookies every year, and and uh, players are setting records, and you know you can watch the sport on TV, and you're seeing your heroes, and then you
1: could go and get some cards, and the cards weren't that expensive. They weren't that expensive. $1 packs yeah. back then. And you can't, you can't overlook that in their decline is that in 89 from 89 to 92, you went from one card company producing football to four or five. Yeah. Do you, uh, one of the, uh, I was, uh,
0: I, I saw something on this. I don't know if it's from you. I think it might've been from rich uh, talking to rich about this, but some people think that Pro Set's downfall was not the hobby. It was retail. Then when things got going so strong, That they had these relationships with the hobby dealers, and they were pumping through an appropriate amount of product through the hobby dealers, of which they were emerging at that time, too. But then once Ludd got an angle on getting his official NFL cards into these retail spaces who would just fill it up, and some of that may have been on consignment. And mm-hmm. so the real downfall was uh, that, that, that's one theory that his downfall was that retail who are just, they're not as concerned with sell through, well, they want sell through, but they're, they're really giving you shelf space, giving you an opportunity mm-hmm. to sell your stuff. And he got a bunch of returns.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's a big And man, now returns. you're in trouble because, right. yeah, you got. Well, they had some really they had some really good people, and, and a few of them lasted in the industry for quite a while. I remember uh, Bob Bovee, yeah. who was one yeah. of the first people there. Uh, Victor Schaefer bovi who went on to to run uh, Press Pass, I believe he yeah. was at Wheels Racing yeah. before that. Uh, Victor Schaefer, who went on to create Press Pass again, right. just right off the road on the same uh, tollway here in Dallas. Right. Um, and then when Press Pass went away, you know, Victor has served various roles in the industry as a consultant, as a contributor. Right. Now he's a uh, driving force set Fanatics, Fanatics down yeah. in Florida. Yeah. So they had some they had some great minds, and some of them that uh, stuck around in the business for a while. But their, their innovation ch- really changed the business. It really did. What, um, you know, one of the what-ifs,
0: you know, I've done some what-if episodes, mm-hmm. and I did a, a few of them with Rich, and I don't even want to turn Rich loose on this one, but <laughs> what if there hadn't been a pro set? If there had not been a pro set, uh, would the world be a better place or a worse place? Well, I'm sure if, if you were... Actually, I mean, no offense, but... You know who, if, if there was any stiffing involved, do you know who got stiffed according to the bankruptcy? NFL players association. Okay. And for those of you who have tracked our industry, in most of the sports, there's a little bit of tension between the properties people that own the, the leagues and the teams and the, those, those logos and then the players where there's a lot more turnover in the players. His bankruptcy, his biggest creditor was not the NFL. It was the NFL Players Association, and so even that would stick in the craw of uh, of uh, the uh, player association leadership.
1: But so if there wasn't if there wasn't a pro set, I I I don't think the world would be that the hobby world would be that different. I think someone else would have picked it up. I think so. He accelerated things, maybe uh, he was he was the first. And it, you take away the first, then whoever was second would have yeah. been the first. Uh, I think our had hobby had was so been. dynamic and he had so firsts, a lot of firsts. He, had a lot of firsts. he, he was, and, and maybe not all of them would have appeared in Upper Deck, or not all of them would have appeared in in Pacific, or appeared in others. Right. But but you know, we're an industry that you know copies a lot of things, and I think there were a lot of creative minds back then that would have picked up the slack from the other companies.
0: Why did uh, you know? We just were. How come we never went and over and visited them? I don't remember you going over there or me going over there,
1: and I remember them coming over seeing us. Was it a separation of church and state a little bit? Do you think? I think back then it was. I, I think that was we, we were kind of a you know you come to us we're not looking we're not looking for anything right but we would be willing. When we to listen. were very
0: we weren't doing many ads in those days.
1: That was in that was pre card company ads. Yeah, it it yeah. really was so in the very beginning.
0: Yeah, 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 in the very beginning. Well, that's a that's a nice actually. <laughs> there's a lot of different ways to end on this. Uh, it would have been great to take their ads in nineteen ninety and ninety one. They, they would, were running they would ads have in Super Bowl program. Uh, they would have I'm just saying we, <laughs> we would have cheap. looked like a cheap deal yeah. and we could have taken their money and maybe the last check would have bounced, yeah. but uh, a bunch of them perhaps wouldn't have. Well uh, fond memories of Pro Set and how they um, helped and they helped with NASCAR, they helped with golf, they help uh, with uh, kind of uh, uh, putting out cards that were comprehensive major contributor hockey major contributor so thanks dave always great being with you thanks listeners for for listening a little bit more uh, oral history about the hobby today just uh thinking back about pro set uh i think they probably went under in 94 uh i think 90 91 92 were their big years but um (laughs) they're still out there uh collectors uh, um, and and it's there's some good stuff in there so thanks everybody be back again uh, tomorrow with another episode thanks dave we'll be uh we'll Catch you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. The man